You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so we're continuing in our uh, uh, conversation about what's the point of Judaism. Um, still have plenty to talk about in Parashat Mishpatim, um, which we're now well behind in the uh, uh, liturgical cycle. Uh, but um, uh, but nevertheless, there's there's a lot to talk about, a lot of uh, uh, practical uh, matters of law, and also a lot of uh, uh, things that 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 beg the question that we're uh, trying to discuss. Um, but I want to so the, what I want to talk about today is um, the whole concept of uh, having pilgrimage festivals all together, but specifically of of uh, having a pilgrimage shrine, a place to go to. Uh, on pilgrimage festivals, and then you know the the rituals that go along with those um, pilgrimage festivals, and I, and I preface it by saying that so for several summers, including uh, as a participant, um, I uh, went on USY on Wheels. I went on USY on Wheels uh, as a participant in 1999, and then I staffed 2002, 2003, and was a group leader 2004, 2005, and 2007. Um, so I was on the road a lot, um, and USY on Wheels is a great program for anybody listening in cyberspace and for anybody around this table who uh, uh, probably around this table don't have kids anymore who are eligible but may have grandkids who are, who are eligible. Um, uh, Neil's probably a little young, but, uh, but uh, in a couple years. Um, and it's a really, really uh, amazing, fun, and uh, uh, profoundly important program. Uh, uh, program uh, for, for kids to go on. And so they'll have a great time and get a lot out of it. Um, and uh, one of the features of Wheels, um, it's an observant program, and so we uh, dive in three times a day, um, which is a, a, you know, really quite an, a, an amazing thing for, uh, for uh, uh, Jewish teenagers to be on a, on a cross-country uh, teen tour. It's daven three times a day. But when you're traveling around the country uh, and you want to daven three times a day, you don't always get to daven and you know, in shuls or in, you know, the ideal spot. You end up davening in a lot of, uh, uh, hotel meeting rooms and, uh, tr- you know, truck stops, um, and, uh, parks and all sorts of public spaces or private spaces that may not be the, the optimal ones, Indian reservations, whatever, right? Um, sometimes you do- happen to daven in really amazing spots like the Grand Canyon and sometimes you're, you know, rest stops on the side of the highway. Um, but the, what, what, what I what always happened to me when I got back uh, to you know real life from from Wheels and I would go to synagogue. Um, I, I went to a really nice uh, synagogue in Atlanta growing up. However, um, when I got back from Wheels, I remember saying to myself, you know, I found more spirituality davening, you know, at a truck stop in West Texas than I do uh, coming to synagogue. And it's a uh, uh, it's a broad problem, right? Which is if if God is everywhere, right? And you can daven anywhere, and you can pray anywhere, and you can even have a, a powerful prayer experience outside of uh, a centralized location. Why do we need the centralized locations, right? And it's an even more profound problem in uh, biblical Judaism, um, uh, or or really in. in you know, Jewish thought in, in general, where not only is the, the synagogue, which could theoretically be anywhere, the synagogue a focal point of, of communal gathering and prayer, but we also have one place 
collectively that's supposed to be the focal point of, of prayer, which is Jerusalem. And at least in theory, we're supposed to have a one place in Jerusalem that's supposed to be the um, the, the locus of our gathering uh, and and uh, and our prayer. That's supposed to be. I mean, that's where we face when we pray. But it's also supposed to be the place we go to pray, um, according to the to um, to the Torah, at least. Um, so, what value uh, might the tradition be trying to uh, get at by uh, by having those uh, um, uh, two thoughts side by side? On the one hand, that God is everywhere. On the other hand, God is more in one place than in other places, right? Or that godliness is more in one place than than in other places, as it were, right? That, that, that there should be one place to go to. So uh, that's what Severachinoch uh, tries to, uh, to to get at here with this uh, question of uh, the celebration of the pilgrimage festivals in Jerusalem, uh, the temple. So he says that the root of this precept lies the reason that it is not right to come empty-handed before God, even though the truth is that God needs nothing from our hands, as it is written, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. It's very uh, passive-aggressive on God's part. <laughs> if I'm hungry, I'll just sit here alone in the dark. Okay. Uh, right, right. Um, no, <laughs> I think it's just a translation issue. Anyway, uh, nevertheless, in the image of our thoughts, we see it as though we are to stand in his presence, in God's presence. And in truth, people are closer to goodness at that place, more than in any other place. The light of the king's countenance is a radiance upon them there, according to Proverbs. Therefore, it is fitting for us to perform the deed of bringing the offering at that time, at the pilgrimage festivals. For though the act of bringing the offering, sorry, for through the act of bringing the offering, we would become prepared to receive the reward of goodness, and our spirits would be exalted to an ever higher degree, as we will write with the help of the eternal Lord. So what's he saying here? Good politics. We need you to, to gather and pay homage to the priesthood. Ah, uh, so you think it's a, you, you have a sort of cynical approach to it. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mean that pejoratively. I mean, you know, so it's a, um, there's a, there's a real politic uh, um, aspect to it, right? We need you to gather because uh, only in gathering will we get, you know, your tax money and uh, we, can we make sure that you're there. Right? Anybody who's not there will know whose doors to go bang on later, right? Um, okay, all right. Other, uh, is it, is it translate that to, to, to synagogue, right? Uh, uh, thinking about Jewish life today, right? Uh, we, have, we, we, we emphasize synagogues so that we know who are the Jews who are not going to synagogue. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going wow. to go there. You're not going to go there. No. Okay. I'm not going to go there. Times are different. Times are different. Okay. Right, Other thoughts about this? One, one thought is that the gathering means that there are more than one person there. Mm-hmm. And that we pray with at least a minion. And so we feel that through that and through people who have been created in the image of God, so there is more godliness when we pray together with other people. But Good. you could pray Anywhere. in your own tent. Right. And bring in your 
your tribe. Members. Well, yes, yes and no, right? So uh, uh, this is the this is the thing about you know say USY on wheels, um, and that m- model is that um, um, it, you know we bring our own community to whatever place, and it makes it uh, a, a something. But it's but it's. Uh, um, Divorced from the broader Jewish collective, right? So we're a little Jewish congregation, but it's not. Uh, it's not as though we invite um, the whole Jewish people to join us at that rest stop in West Texas, right? And it's not as though the whole Jewish people would come, right, or would agree to come uh, if we had invited them. But right? having a, uh, a a centralized gathering place. Um, that's sort of broadly agreed on as the centralized gathering place, um, invites uh, um, a, a larger majority of the of, of the collective. Um, so that's uh, so that's good on a, on, a, on a few levels. The first is um, it's uh, it's 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 at least symbolic of unity, right? Uh, that, uh, that that this is where the people come together. Um, another, if uh, if if uh, um, uh, if it's true, as um, the Kabbalistic tradition and Hasidic tradition suggests, and I think science affirms, that uh, that that we are all ultimately just component pieces of one larger reality. In other words, that we're we're pieces of a puzzle, right? Um, then, for more of the pieces of that puzzle to come together, is better, right? And it uh, it, it comes closer to a uh, to a unification of God, as it were, right? So God is more present when there, where there are more people present, right? And so when more Jews come together, we come closer to the presence of God. Um, so I, I, um, I, I, I like that. And, and in fact, I mean, I, I mentioned Cosmos last week, but I'll mention it again this week. If you didn't see last week's Cosmos about um, uh, evolution, um, which really hits on this idea and this theme, um, of, uh, of of really the the, the 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 unity of all life on on the planet, um, uh, it's I think very much in in, in line with this. Other thoughts? Oh, what I read here is uh, an element of uh, preparation. He says it explicitly that by bringing the offering we become prepared, and I think that there is a truth in that, and it's interesting that uh, in the Hebrew version um, he used nitaken mm-hmm. as preparing, which if you switch the half for a kuf, nitaken, we tikkun, we, we correct ourselves. There is a uh, an element of correcting, of uh, redeeming being prepared for the like making ourselves better, so I think that he sees. Um, I'm not finding the word, but it's like a cleansing, if you want, a, like a, an element of preparation in coming together. The other part of that uh, phrase that I think is really uh, beautiful is this the, this idea that um, by bringing the offering, we're prepared to receive the reward of goodness. There's something. Um, uh, there's something good for the soul, good for the spirit about, uh, um, about giving, right? Um, and, uh, um, it, uh, and, 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 um, you're back on my original thing. <laughs> well, yes, right. So, um, um, uh, so the, but the, so the giving component here is not, uh, not, not, 
not it's not solely about the priest, by the way, because you, um, uh, you're you're entitled to eat some of your uh, uh, offering that you bring on the on on the festival. It's a big barbecue for everybody, right? Um, uh, but you do share it, um, and you some of it you give to the the priests who are understood as a needy class. Some of it you give just to God. You just give it up, um, and some of it you end up giving to the to the poor too. Uh, and there's studies about this, about um, uh, how people who give tend to be happier than people who don't. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, it, and it does. It feels good. Um, there's something uh, good for the spirit about doing it. And it's, you're, you're prepared to receive, right? So uh, there's that, uh, that, that visual that, that uh, by unloading yourself, you're now ready to, uh, to, to take in God's blessing. Um, uh, it doesn't exactly answer why a centralized location to do that. Um, so, so what would you say about that? Why, why do I need to go to Jerusalem to do that? I think Jerusalem is more universal, but I, I think the value of that is going to a place, a specific place with other people, because that creates more of a commitment. As much as we can do it individually, and fast forward to prayer, if you do it individually, it's easy to say, okay, I'll do it later, do it later, and you end up not doing it. If you, if you make a commitment with someone else and uh, with the group and you say, I'll be there for that and I'll help the group, then it's, it's harder to, to skip it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it creates a sort of, uh, um, uh, um, uh, a, a, an expectation on, on the person, um, and, uh, um, uh, 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 an externalized authority on the person to, to, to be present. And I also was thinking when you were talking of the um, great line from uh, Rudyard Kipling um, where he talks about the law of the jungle and he says that uh, the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that there's maybe an element of that in, in there too that uh, um, that in order for this system to work, every individual Jew is needed, right? And if uh, if everybody decides, ah, I'm just gonna stay home this week, right? And if you, any individual, uh, then uh, then then the uh, then the collective is weakened, right? Um, however, the experience is also uh, strengthened and heightened as an individual by being among the larger body politic. Okay, so there's an atmosphere that's created when everybody else is present and the everybody Hodge. else is there. The Hajj. The Hajj, exactly, right? The Hajj would feel very different if only three people were there, right? Uh, it would look very different, too, right? High holidays would feel very different if only three people are there, which is why people get so hung up on um, dwindling attendance numbers. It's not just because we like the idea of, of uh, tushies in the seats, and we like the membership. Too. I mean, we do like those things, but uh, but but it's also because the experience is heightened when there is a uh, larger crowd. Right, going to the World Series is heightened uh, from going to an average baseball game when there may be twenty thousand people in the stands. It's different going to a game where there's sixty thousand people in the stands. There's a, and getting back to your USY analogy, there's. It's not just the mundane. You're really doing something different, and you have to prepare to do something different. Yeah. And it's not just your everyday life. It really is a change. Um, you know, there's really no evidence that, that people did this, or that certainly that they made the trip three times a year, which probably was a tremendous yeah. burden on them. But the fact, even if they did it once a year, it was different, it was change, and there was a collective coming together, and there was a heightened sense of it. 
for what you were about to do, to make the journey, to be in the different location, to be with different people. And I mean, a lot of U.S. wise, the fact that you are in a different place every day, sometimes at different times of the day you're in a different place. Well, the, these are maybe uh, um, separate, but uh, both important values, right? In other words, um, the... the the, the idea of making pilgrimage is not an everyday thing, so you need a way of, uh, of, of um, everyday spirituality, right? <laughs> finding, finding God in the mundane, right? So it's good to, uh, to, to, um, to learn how to uh, find God, to uh, cultivate the spirit, um, to be mindful uh, in, uh, in, in the, the everyday life. It's also good to, uh, to have this unique kind of uh, um, uh, experience. Um, uh, it, it certainly, I, whether or not every Jew went on every pilgrimage festival, I think that that's that's certainly uh, far fetched. But the but Jerusalem certainly swelled to great right. numbers on 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 all the pilgrimage festivals. Um, uh, uh, you know, it was a um, going to Albi's point. It was a big uh, um, economic boost for this. It was the Super Bowl every every year. And also, there is the political aspect of nationhood by bringing the separate tribes, right. and, and reinforcing that, in fact, we're not separate tribal groups. We are a nation, and by coming together, you reinforce the central uh, political aspect of the area rather than the local politics. And I, I, I will support that and add to that that it's both practical and it's spiritual. Yes. So the, the, the truck stop the rest stop is not the ideal if, if, if you need to do it there you will stop and have a minyan there but you know that the ideal is Jerusalem and that gives unity to all the US wires were across the country <laughs> praying at a track stop like uh, gives way, unity to USY and Israel their Israel pilgrimage or the Ramah yeah. is the same thing while they will daven in Jerusalem they'll also daven all sure. over the country yeah, right right, right. Uh, I mean, davening in Jerusalem today isn't even quite the same as davening no. in Jerusalem uh, in, in, in biblical times. But the, but you're you're right, uh, both of you. I mean, the truth is, uh, I'll be. I mean, what, what what you said got me thinking about uh, how we don't really have experiences like this anymore, um, and uh, and even less so today. I mean, it used to be that uh, that you know you only had three TV stations. And, you know, everybody around the country was sitting, even though they were in disparate locations, we're all having a shared experience at the same time. You don't really have that anymore, except for maybe the Super Bowl, right? So uh, you don't have geographic proximity, um, but you also don't have a, pro a shared uh, proximity of experience, even. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm not the first person to, to point out how... Um, uh, that's actually uh, become a, a strong sense of disillusionment for uh, for a lot of people. I mean, there there are benefits to the to the you know the, the things wouldn't have changed if uh, if the old ways were so good. But there definitely are things lost. Um, you know, I like the fact that I have a million channels to choose from. On the other hand, um, uh, the fact that I can watch uh, you know everybody's watching House of Cards. But everybody sees the finale at different times, so no one knows that they can talk about it with each other, right? Um, that's actually a really um, uh, a disorienting experience, and there's, there's something to be said for um, uh, having um, uh, broadly collective shared uh, um, experiences uh, for the purposes of, uh, of, of unity. Um, uh, and uh, uh, you know, so there's there's that, and the, and the, and the uh, um, the other piece, which I'll which I'll end on, what Rabbi Rosenwasser was was saying, um, 
so there's this line in, in what Sefer Chinuch says uh, that, 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 that I love is, um, in the image of our thoughts, we see it as though we are to stand in his presence. So there is, um, for, for all the benefits of being able to daven in a, in a rest stop or in a kibbutz somewhere else in Israel or wherever it is, um, in the, the, you know, in the, at the amphitheater at Camp Ramah, um, for all the benefits of that, um, uh, there, there, there is something, um, even if it's totally psychological, there's something powerful about, uh, being in a place where, where, where it's not such a stretch to feel as though you are standing in the presence of something majestic, right? Um, uh, or to feel really as though you're standing in the presence of something majestic, right? So, and that can happen in nature, right? So standing at the Grand Canyon, um, it's, it's, uh, easy to feel, um, as though you're standing in God's presence. Um, but, uh, but, but aside from a few places, um, it really doesn't exist, right? So, um, the Vatican is a place this, where... This is where I was thinking. Yeah, the Vatican is, you go to... You go to uh, uh, St. Peter's Basilica, or you go to the Sistine Chapel, and you feel as though you're standing in the presence of the Holy, right? They get it right, the Catholics, in, in a lot of ways in, in that respect. Um, but uh, they took it from, uh, from, <laughs> from the Jews, right? And I imagine that standing in the presence of the majestic uh, uh, Herod's Temple um, or, or Solomon's Temple um, uh, 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 captured some of that sense. And we try to capture it in some ways in, uh, in, in our synagogues, too, um, which is why, you know, there's, there's been a move over the last one second, I'll be, there's been a move over the last couple of decades um, for more uh, 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 imminent uh, um, spiritual experiences, right? Having, uh, having quote-unquote, low-church Judaism. Um, you know, praying in, in, in chapels and more basic, uh, um, sort of settings, getting to the, to the spiritual Stiebel. essence of the prayer. Stiebel, right? Um, uh, away from, uh, uh, the, uh, what was in vogue a few generations ago when Sehar Zion was built of praying in quote unquote high church synagogues with, you know, big, uh, big sanctuaries with big bimas and, you know, very, uh, uh, dramatic architecture, etc., um, which is all well and good, except for when you really need uh, um, that uh, that that dramatic architecture um, and uh, and 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 seriousness of space. And there's something that that uh, we are in danger of losing in the Jewish community in the shift away from that. Um, there's going to be a point in time where we're going to wish we hadn't gotten rid of. Um, our big sanctuary. So I, there's a balance there. Can I put my two cents? In? Yeah. Have you ever prayed in a large Orthodox shul in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, no. Yeah. Because it's something like a Buddhist Israel. Yeah. That that sense, you know, you're you're packed in with what three four hundred men saying the Shema at the same time, or responding to the Shema and pray. That's you know, part of that group you're talking about here, or being at the Kotel. Or the Birkat Khanim, or um, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. It's Likot. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I have been to the Kotel for Birkat Khanim, and uh, and and it's uh, it, it's it was spiritually distracting during Sukkot because I had my lulav and etro with me, and it was just like a pain to have. But Passover was a different sort of experience where I didn't have all that gear, and uh, it's really amazing. To be in the in, in in the courtyard of the temple, essentially, right in Jerusalem, which already feels special, 
um, with uh, with a hundred thousand feels like other Jews. I mean, it's an amazing thing. No, well, no, maybe I was. You, you kind of get that experience on any Friday night in the hotel courtyard. Sure, right? yeah. yes. Yeah. Even though every, every time, group yeah. is is doing their own right. thing, they make a point of it. They're still all there. You, you could have gotten a little bit of that experience in the days of 54th Street when it was a walking community in a large measure and you would see people walking to or from Parzai and 54th Street in the community. I mean, it was a, a feeling of to, you know, a large. But Albie, I wasn't there, but but they could have been walking to one of a dozen shoals. Well, and all walking up and down. They the could street. have, but if you were certain, Harzine at Fifty Fourth Street it was had a focal the, point. it had a dominant uh, architecture, right. a prominent uh, location on the street. Um, yeah, there was a, a a strong feeling. Well, the 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 point is well taken. I mean, the the um, you know, this is. These are the shalosh regalim, after all, right? Which means the uh, feet, right? The legs, because these were people didn't have cars back then, uh, um, and and even if they did, they wouldn't have driven them on Yantif, right? And this was these were walking uh, pilgrimages, uh, and, uh, and and there's something to be said about the experience of uh, of of, uh, of of seeing everybody. Um, uh, walking to and from uh, their, the, the place of worship, right? You can see where people are going, and there's there's something powerful about seeing you know sort of the streamings of people kind of merging together, even if they're not merging together, they're going apart. I mean, you can still see it in Jerusalem today. First of all, if you go to say the Kotel on uh, Birkat Kohanim, you see everybody yes. coming from the different yes. uh, um, alleyways, etc. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, even not on uh, on Yom Kippur. Right when there's no cars in the streets in, in Jerusalem, um, and everybody is going, you know, to and from whatever shuls they're going to. They're going. Everybody's going to different shuls. Um, but there's something really um, um, inspiring about uh, about seeing everybody out on the street. Right. Uh, um, uh, everybody is everybody is uh, going to uh, um, uh, uh, to to their place of worship. So so even if we're not going to a centralized location, but everybody is out. Right. Um, uh, and everybody's out for the same purpose, even if they're going to different locations. Right? It's not just like everybody's out because it's Saturday night and everybody happens to be out, but there's a, there's purposefulness to it. Um, there, there's something really powerful about that too. Going back to um, Charlotte's uh, uh, point uh, before that, there that you get closer, I think, to the presence of God, uh, to the to the reality of God in the world. Um, when when people are when people come together when people are out together now the challenge of of say the Orthodox shul in Brooklyn or the Kotel today um, is that uh, to me um, uh, there's still an element of it that that uh, uh, um, that, that doesn't hit at this which is the um, uh, gender exclusivity of it um, so it feels very inclusive and powerful to the men who were there in that Brooklyn shul, but not to the women. I don't think that that was was what it was like in uh, in, in in what the Torah is describing. Uh, men and women uh, went to the temple together. Um, uh, so uh, so I think that uh, um, uh, uh, we're we're uh, coming to a place. I think in in the Jewish world where we're 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 getting closer to that biblical ideal of uh, of of a pilgrimage. Um, and uh, coming together with the Jewish people being really about all the Jewish people and about of necessity being all the Jewish people, men, women, and children. Uh, we're still a little bit uh, of a ways from there, but I think in our lifetime 
uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see it uh, come to that ideal. Uh, we'll uh, uh, be able to uh, be in the uh, uh, to be in and to help create the, the presence of God uh, to be in a place where uh, we are able to more fully envision God's presence um, and uh, we'll do it in a way where we give and by giving are able to receive as well.